Hi, I'm Damon Frank, and you're listening to The Recovered Life Show, and this is an episode of How I Did It. Every episode, I talk with someone in recovery about how they've been able to stay sober. We dive into what their life and addiction was like and what their life in sobriety is like now. Remember, addiction is a life-threatening condition, and the information in this episode is provided as a resource only and is not to be used or relied on for any diagnostic or treatment purposes. This is not a substitute when professional diagnosis or treatment is needed. Now, let's jump into the discussion and find out how they did it. I'd like to welcome you to the show. Why don't we start out by introducing yourself, tell us your name, what addiction you suffer from, and how long you've been sober. Sorry, my mic cut out there. Again, thank you for having me. My name is Lorraine Michaels, and I am a grateful believer, and I have past struggles with drugs and alcohol, um, and I have victories over that, and I have been sober for a little over two years now. So when you look back, when was the first time that you noticed a problem? Oh my goodness. Well, I think the first time I realized that there was a problem was when I saw the repetitive, not only behavior, but the repetitive remorse and guilt of when I woke up the next day and I said something I shouldn't have said, or I did something I shouldn't have done. And it was because I was under the influence and, or if I would black out, um, the following day. So I would say back into my teens, like maybe 17, 18, 19, around that area was when I really started realizing, um, something's not right. You know, I should be able to have one or two and hang out and, and keep my cool. Um, that was probably when I realized that something wasn't, something wasn't right. So tell us a little bit about your life growing up. Did you have members of your family that suffered from addiction? Did you identify early on that maybe you were different from your friends and people around you. Maybe you can share a story or an experience or a memory with us about your childhood. Yeah, um, I would love to. So addiction in my family, I would have told you no, um, that it was normal and that everyone in my family loves to drink. Um, you know, I have a background. My my mom's side is Mexican and Italian, so we're always loud. And you know, whether we're happy, mad, or sad, we're always loud um, and rambunctious. And my dad's side is German and Irish, and so they're always drinking and everything, every activity and festivity. What it doesn't matter whether it is a holiday or a wedding. There's always drinking involved. So. To me, growing up, that was normal. Um, and then, as the older I got, and when I realized that you know what addiction was, looking back, I'm like, wow, yeah, uh, <laughs> there's definitely some addicts in my family, functioning addicts, yeah. Um, and who knows? Maybe there's some stuff behind closed doors that I don't even know about still to this day. Um, but 
So I never thought anything was wrong. I thought it was normal. I thought everybody's family drank and partied and had a good time. Um, I think that answers your question. Um, I would love it if you could share with us what happened. You know, what happened to your life as a result of addiction? What did your life become and how did you live your life day to day? So it didn't just happen. You know, um, addiction just doesn't appear out of nowhere, right? So it actually started with trauma as a child. Um, I didn't have a nice life. It wasn't easy. My, um, I came from a broken home. My parents divorced very early on. I was about six or seven. Um, and so I just had a low self-worth and I was never feeling accepted by pretty much anyone, not my parents, not friends. And so it just led me to partying because that, that was where I felt accepted. That's where I was, you know, the life of the party and everyone wanted to be around Lorraine. And, you know, it was just, I was so much fun and I was partying and, um, I was chasing acceptance, um, from the wrong people. And so that, you know, like I said, that led to partying. It led to alcohol abuse, big time. I wasn't an addict. I mean, and this was when I started, this started as, you know, I started drinking in high school uh, and all the way up until my adult life. Um, but, you know, as an adult, I wasn't an addict in the sense of I had to have it or I was, I would go through withdrawals if I didn't have it. It, it wasn't um, that severe, but it definitely was a, an abuse, a form of abuse. And so um, what happened to my life as a result of it was very unhealthy relationships, whether it be love relationships with boyfriends, um, my platonic relationships with males and females. I had broken relationships with family members. I had gotten a DUI. I had lost a job. I got arrested and it ended up with a felony charge. Um, it just, it was really bad. I was making one poor decision after another and just trying to trying to mask it all by pretending like everything was okay because on the outside I was very well put together. You know, I, I looked to be successful and to be having a great time, but inside I was just torn and broken. Um, how, how I lived my day-to-day -day life, it was a party. Honestly, as my adult life, I, like I said, I had it together professionally. I was successful. Um, but any chance I got for happy hour or to go out, I was looking for the weekend, working for the weekend. You know, Fridays were the most exciting day because I got to go party. So it just, it just became one big party. So let's go back to your bottom, your bottom with addiction. What was going through your head the day that you decided to get sober? Did you make a decision? Was it challenging? Tell us what you were feeling and why ultimately you made that decision to try to get sober. As far as my bottom goes, I would say when I got arrested um, and got a felony charge, that would have been my bottom because it was, you know, essentially the book got thrown at me and I was in a really messed up situation and I took it too far. Um, 
And so being in jail was <laughs> the worst experience of my life, but probably the best thing that could have ever happened to me because it really, um, it got me back into my faith and um, that I, you know, I found Jesus again and I really started living my life differently. Now, did I remain sober after that? Because this incident when I got arrested was years ago. Um, I did. I remained sober for a little bit, <laughs> but again, I fell back into the ways of, I don't have a problem. I'm not an alcoholic. I'm just having fun. Um, but it wasn't until, you know, a little over two years ago where I just realized that this isn't serving me and I have a purpose and it's much greater than this and I cannot drink anymore. This is not who I am or who I was created to be. Um, so this last time, this final time, um, it was a matter of me realizing um, that this doesn't serve me anymore and it's not who I am and I, I have to stop. After you decided to get sober, what did you do? What actions did you take? You know, I'd love it if you could discuss your first month of sobriety. What worked for you? What didn't? Sorry. And also um, Rick Warren, you know, Rick Warren just recently retired from Saddleback Church. But anyhow, Celebrate Recovery was where I decided to go. That's how I, that's how I've been able to stick with it. That's how I've been able to remain sober. Um, Celebrate Recovery is an amazing program that is not just for addicts. Um, it's a faith-based program and you go there and you work on your hurts, habits, and hangups. And some people are there for addiction. Some people are there for anger and depression, overeating. Um, there's just a whole plethora of things that this program um, addresses and helps people with. So I don't, I think it's an amazing program that it's not just for addicts and it has helped me. And it's the only reason why I have been able to remain um, clean and sober. And I've been able to work on other past hurts, habits, and hangups and other traumas. It, um, you build a community, you have accountability, and that's, that's what it takes because you can't, you can't beat it alone and you can't beat it in isolation. You need the community and the accountability and um, the program works if you work it. Oh, wow. What's it like now? Oh my goodness. It's amazing. Um, life is just so much better. Um, I, I actually put it in my post that I posted on Instagram about my, it was my two year sober anniversary. Um, it's just so much better. It's so full of life. Life is life. You know, I remember everything. I'm, I'm healthier. I've always been a relatively healthy woman. I've always been fit and I work out and, um, but it's just so much better being sober, you know, and clear minded. And, um, I'm just able to fully experience life and fully experience what I was created to do. And my businesses are just flourishing. Um, relationships are phenomenal. And, you know, I don't walk around with that guilt or shame or regret anymore. I mean, do I mess up? Absolutely. I am a sinner. We all are sinners, you know, but by the grace of God, I continue to grow and I continue to 
um, develop into the, the leader that I was called to be and the person and the speaker that I was called to be the friend, you know, um, it's just amazing. Um, and I'm just able to do so much more than I ever could have, um, in addiction or, you know, when you were bound by, the the sin in the past and, and regret it's just it's so much more freeing so what's it like now now that you're sober tell us some things that have happened as a result of you being in recovery oh wow what's it like now oh my goodness it's amazing um life is just so much better um i i actually put it in my post that i posted on instagram about my it was my two-year sober anniversary um it's just so much better it's so full of life life is life you know i remember everything i'm i'm healthier i've always been a relatively healthy woman i've always been fit and i work out and um but it's just so much better being sober, you know, and clear minded. And um, I'm just able to fully experience life and fully experience what I was created to do. And my businesses are just flourishing. Um, relationships are phenomenal. And, you know, I don't walk around with that guilt or shame or regret anymore. I mean, do I mess up? Absolutely. I am a sinner. We all are sinners, you know, but by the grace of God, I continue to grow and I continue to um, develop into the, the leader that I was called to be and the person and the speaker that I was called to be, the friend, you know, um, it's just amazing. Um, and I'm just able to do so much more than I ever could have, um, in addiction or, you know, when you were bound by the, the sin in the past and, and regret, it's just, it's so much more freeing. What would be your advice to someone that is deciding whether they should get sober? You know, someone might be listening to this right now and they're on the fence about if they can do it, should they get sober? Should they try? Maybe they've tried and it hasn't worked. What advice would you give to them? The advice that I would give to someone would be to reach out. Reach out to someone who has been there. Um, you know, find a Celebrate Recovery. Um, the, the program, as I said before, it's a faith-based program, but you don't have to be a believer. You don't have to be a Christian. You don't have to, you don't have to know the Bible. You don't have to go to church. It's just come as you are, you know, um, it, it is the most welcoming environment. And I've been to other programs. I've been to secular programs. I've been to AA, Al-Anon. I've been to other programs and there's nothing against them. And some of them work for some people. I'm just, um, I'm just telling you what worked for me. And because I've been there, I've been solid in my faith. And I've also been um, distant in my faith and unsure of, you know, do I really believe? Um, you know, is there really a God? So I've been there. I trust me. <laughs> but with Celebrate Recovery, it's just, we call it um, our forever family because 
they are so non-judgmental and they are so welcoming and accepting um, for who you are and where you are because we're all in different places in our recovery. Um, we're all in different places in life and we struggle with many different things. You know, you come in there and someone's struggling with anger or someone's struggling with pornography. Um, it doesn't matter. And it's just a community that's there because they want to get better in whatever it is that they're struggling with. So the support and the love and the acceptance is unexplainable. And, and that's what you need. That's what you need. You need the guidance. You need a sponsor. You need accountability partners um, to help you, to help you along, to guide you in the right, right direction and to pick you up when you fall because it's going to happen. Um, whether you slip up in, in your sobriety or you have a bad day and you call someone, you're like, Hey, I had a really sucky day and I want to drink because I've been there, you know, and you call someone and you, you just be completely vulnerable. That's the other thing. My advice is to be completely vulnerable and honest with others, but with yourself and, and you're going to have those bad days and it's going to happen, but you can get through it. You most certainly can get through it. That's that's the most important part is you'll get there. Keep the conversation going. Join Recovered Life, a community of like-minded people who are looking to live their best recovered lives. Membership is free and you can apply at recoveredlife.us.